0: We've been busy this summer, but unfortunately, we haven't been that busy here on the farm. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles,
1: approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of August 30th, 2012. This does seem to be a good time to begin by reflecting on our summer because Labor Day is just around the corner and we always think... Summer's about
0: to end Exactly, now.
1: that's the traditional kickoff to fall, even though we do know that as far as the calendar goes and the weather, unfortunately, uh, the real fall doesn't start for another three weeks, but um, I, I agree with you. We can look back on this summer as... Um, a time that we didn't get a lot accomplished on the farm for several reasons. And we agreed before this podcast began that we would try to set our clock and not whine for more than 90 seconds. But we do have to start out by whining a little bit to kind of contextualize what we're going to be talking about.
0: So during this summer, we have had, um, I guess it would be, three different family members having to go to the emergency room at one time or another.
1: And then the fourth one had a back procedure, wasn't an ER visit, but it still was a doctor's visit. So, yeah, it was, um, and and we won't talk about who the one person was who did not have to go to the ER or the hospital, but. It was
0: Amanda, (laughs) and aren't we proud?
1: Well, no, I'm not proud. I'm afraid that, you know, there's another shoe yet to drop. But be that as it may, that, of course, had to take priority over everything else. And Help.
0: every time you go to the ER, you always have follow-up visits that you That's have right. to do. There, well, there's no such thing as going to the ER and solving the problem.
1: And and certainly your arm, that or the shoulder, actually the injury to your shoulder, uh, was the most severe and the one that has been the long, most long-lasting, and that you've had the most follow-up about. You're still absolutely continues
0: specialist. to be a daily concern. I have uh, I still have very limited use of my left arm. Uh, but it is improving very and, slowly, and we'll but talk it about is improving. That.
1: we're going to talk about that some later today, too, the, the, the things you're able to do now All right. uh, around here. And, of course, the, the very sad, well, we'll first get the sad out of the way and then talk about some good things. The sad fact is we've had three friends and or loved ones th- that have died within the past several months, two of them within the same week, last week. And it's just been devastating to us. We grieve. And we've also spent time going to funerals and and trying to take care of each other and our family members. So um, it's a sad that part's a sad time. We also had a little happiness. It took a little time, but it was certainly worth it, helping to host a baby shower for a good friend who's about to um, be a mom for the first time. So you know, there's some some great things going on, some sad things going on, family difficulties that maybe you don't even need to hear about, but it all adds up to the kind of thing that can affect anyone who's farming and, and probably does affect anyone who's trying to hold down a farm, a garden, um, even a yard, which has to have, be mowed. And that Bing! is.
0: Okay, 90, 90 seconds are well, up.
1: What I was going to say is transitioning, which is we're not alone. This happens to everybody. And what we did was we started out by, it's sort of like when your eyes are bigger than your stomach when you go through the buffet.
0: You're right. We started out with big plans for the summer. Big
1: plans. And I, Veg Hill out there with all its spaciousness, I thought, oh, I can fill this out, no problem. And what you learn is that as you make these big plans and plant a lot of stuff, if if something happens and you can't take care of it, then... Not only do you feel guilty and sad every time you look out and see the weeds, but you you have a sense that, man, you want to, you know, kick yourself and say, why didn't I just start smaller this summer? Why didn't I just put a small, modest garden in instead of something big that it turns out I couldn't take care of? So yes. so that's kind of where we are. And now it's all going to be positive because we are talking about coming back to Being able to stay here for a while and take care
0: of we certainly hope that we are finished with the the heaviest blows of the summer and that we can become farmers again. So why don't we take these uh, one at a time and talk first about what's going on on Veg Hill?
1: Right. Well, Veg Hill. The bad news is the weeds are seriously taking over. Uh, A combination of again, we've been gone. We've um, in fact, we had some travels we didn't mention. We had some, some other good things that happened, like a family reunion that took us away for several days. Sure. I was gone to California for 10 days with Adrian, and that part's been good. But when I'm not there to take care of it, weeds pop up, and with your impaired um, ability to use your shoulder, uh, the mowing is not as, you know, it's it's hard to, to get that done. So, um, But the good news is I went out there and I've been picking things. The other good news is we have food to pick. I actually have harvested a good bit from Veg Hill since as we I've been back fully out
0: expected would be the case the okra is just pouring it oh, on it's right great. now. Oh,
1: great. Yeah, and so I went out there today and after 2 days of picking okra it took me about 2 days. Um, I and, and we were dodging raindrops and that kind of thing too. But I looked at the weeds and I thought, you know, they're bad, but I can do this. I can, I expect the okra to last for a nice long time. Well, really, until we get a freeze. Last year, it just went into, I don't know, was it October, November? November. Yeah. And um, I've done a better job of keeping a shorter, uh, instead of having 12-foot okra plants, you cut some of them
0: back. And we and discovered something in that process. Uh, for what it is worth, I, I still think it makes sense to cut your okra back. Yeah. But it does reduce the productivity it's, of yeah. the okra you cut, at least at first.
1: I've I've noticed those those plants are not producing. In fact. I view this as a little bit of an experiment, which if you've listened to my podcast very often, you know I'm big into experimenting to see. Let me try a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and see which one works better. So I have we have some okra that was cut back and some that wasn't, and we're going to see how it how it goes. The other thing I did that I thought was a, um, a better idea this year, instead of planting so much of the okra with big varieties like um, Alabama Red and
0: Clemson, the, spineless. Cl- Clemson
1: Spineless that get tall, um, I planted about over half, probably about half of the okra in Cajun Jewel. It's a shorter plant. And sure enough, it's a manageable height for me to um, mm-hmm. harvest right now. And, and it'll probably get taller. but So the okra is worth going in and intensively weeding, getting that back under control, and then doing what I should have done much earlier, which is to put some plastic down on those aisles to keep the weeds down. Um, the tomatoes, probably gone. But I now have... Um, about five left, <laughs> and um, I've harvested. And what I think I'm going to do is just cut them way down to the ground and see if anything comes back for fall. Kind of yeah, an experiment.
0: I, I suspect what we've got is some form of blight. Uh, and I some don't weeds know that, taking
1: but, over. Yeah. And we also had, um, I did interplant with basil and marigolds. And last year, we talked about what great success we had that we didn't see any tomato hornworms. or very few. This year... I've seen a few, I haven't, but more importantly, I've seen damage from them and haven't seen the critter so much as I've seen just obvious damage from hornworms. So yes, I've got lots of basil and marigolds out there, but it didn't completely solve the problem. Yeah. Um, also, we, um, for fall, I've got to plant my fall veg and that's on well, the I was horizon. Gonna,
0: uh, before we go to fall, I was going to uh, mention your eggplant. Your eggplant's continuing uh, yes. to produce well.
1: And peppers. I have peppers, too. And True. peas and, and lima beans.
0: Good. So, yeah, so, we're,
1: we're definitely going to be... And sweet potatoes have yet to be harvested.
0: It's probably going to be time to harvest them in the next month or so. Right. We'll right. go ahead and uh, begin digging them and see what we have. But, yeah, let's talk about the fall.
1: Well, um, along with weeding, my immediate plan for the next week or so is to get the fall veg in the ground. And um, I probably will plant a much smaller fall bed, than I have done since we've been here. But um, in line with everything that's been going on, I think I need to do that. I need to try to do a small manageable amount and um, see. We salute you. I and, know that's yeah. difficult, but well, yes, I agree. I've that's exactly lesson, what we need to do. That's something we could almost have another podcast about or something I need to address, which is um, because you don't ever know what's going to happen, how how would I approach this in the future to keep it manageable, uh, perhaps by s- planting a few small sections at a time and to say, okay, things are going well, I can branch out, I can branch out. Um, but the fact of the matter is, where I am right now, I just want to plant a small amount of crop and a large amount, or, or a small amount of target crop and a large cover crop.
0: And let's do talk about the cover crop. We did not put that on our outline, but it's something we need to visit about. And traditionally, you are responsible for getting our cover crop seed. Yeah. So that's something we probably need right. to make and, a priority. And
1: we, we want to definitely get some good fall cover crop in the ground. And, yeah, that is something to talk about. That well, why needs you, to go
0: into the ground, in I guess, October, by the end of – Oh, oh it's early it's October is fine. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, let's talk about the orchard a little bit, because you were out there today working. And I th- I'd like you to talk about what you were able to do that you haven't been able to do for a while.
0: I know. It's ex- so exciting. I can actually use the quick dually, the walk-behind lawnmower Um the quick dually requires two strong hands to operate because you're you have to keep a hand on both sides at all times in order to to propel it correctly and I was I despaired of being able to do it for the next several months but it turns out that I am able to mow a very short period of time before my hand gets too tired. So, you know, I've, I've had to do it a little bit at a time, but I'm actually able to use the quick dually a little bit at a time, and that feels great. Uh, while I am out there mowing, I am seeing that the muscadines are at their peak now, maybe a little past their yeah. peak. And um, some of
1: them are so good.
0: The muscadines we have out on the orchard are just scrumptious. They're great big berries with a relatively small number of seeds in re- in relation to the size of the fruit
1: which is the way you want it small exactly. number of seeds <laughs> so
0: you know these are winners and it's um, i'm now that we have these big berry bushes producing well it's raising my standards and I'm seriously considering now taking down The four we have on Veg Hill, because all of them are small berries.
1: The only thing is, uh, what else are we going to plant there?
0: Yeah, I'll probably, if I took them down, I'd probably plant big berry bushes out there too. Okay. Um, And I'm seriously thinking about taking down the two nobles, because I just don't know that we're going to be able to make good use of those tiny berries.
1: Well, we were thinking of that for muscadine wine.
0: Yes, but in order to use it for wine, you gotta get those seeds out.
1: I know. Yeah. Well, that's that we can talk about that because we can there talk is such like a Vitamix or something like that might work. But I do have a question for you. I know we talked about this and I'm pretty sure I remember that the, the muscadines whose flavors we enjoyed the most were Granny Val, right?
0: Granny Val, Black Beauty, Supreme, Black Beauty. and Nesbit. Yeah. Those are the, the winners on mm-hmm. the uh, big berries that taste delicious front.
1: So we'll probably need to put out how many new plants for fall or in the fall or winter. We have one that died, one muscadine plant that died. We lost right?
0: a Dixie Red, and okay. um, we will we'll need to replace it, of course. We may replace the two nobles. Um, we may replace those four. Or
1: save a place for golden kiwi out there.
0: Well, we have three spaces reserved for golden kiwi. I
1: wouldn't mind having a few more golden Eh, kiwi.
0: I'm not sure we're going to need more than three, but you know, maybe maybe we put in three muscadines and leave four spaces or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Because with the golden kiwi, as we've talked about, I know we're digressing a little, but you've got to have at least one male plant. Yes. And maybe this gives us. and if it were to die, some you know that's it for your.
0: Yeah, probably what we would do if we were to use four spots for kiwi is we'd have, um, and you don't really get much usable production out of the male plant. It's basically yeah. there for sex. <laughs> yeah. So we would probably put one male in line in one of the positions mm-hmm. and have three positions for females yeah. and then plant another male over to on the side, basically for insurance. Yeah. Um, And that way we'd have, uh, what would that be, five plants, Mm -hmm. two of which are males and three are females that are actually the producers. Yeah, Isn't that the case all the time? The females are the ones who actually get the work done. That's
1: right. We're the (laughs) workhorses. But um, it's good that we've been able, back to the muscadines, to determine which ones have, for one thing, they came on pretty fast compared to others and that have the best taste. So now when we do go back and we plant new plants, we'll know which ones we want.
0: That's right. Um, I tasted today the first olive from our oh, olive trees. This was one of this was the Manzanilla. And I got to tell you I didn't like it. Uh-oh. It was not pleasant. Now, you know, I,
1: And you're sure it was ripe?
0: No, I'm oh, not sure it was ripe. Okay. It had turned dark. Okay. So I said, "Oh, that looks like a ripe olive. Oh, I'll have to taste it."
1: Was it bitter or
0: Yes, bitter um Almost chemical tasting. It's just really not all that oh. pleasant. So, um, the jury's out on the olives. We'll have to um, see. Obviously, when when we eat olives we purchase in the store, we're eating olives that have been prepared. They've been pickled or yeah, you know, treated with vinegar or whatever they whatever. So they probably lots of salt. Um,
1: so we'll have to find out what you're. Yeah, going, could you're be that uh,
0: olives that you just pick off the tree. Don't ever taste that good.
1: That's right. There may be something we're supposed to be doing to them. So we'll find out about that. It'll be good to, to try it. Well, uh, you the other thing you've been able to do that I'm very proud of is that you got in the tractor and did some bush hogging today.
0: We, uh, it, it's good to get back on the tractor, be able to get the bush hog out. And about yesterday, I did most of the west side, not all, but most. And today I did the north trail it's very hard on my shoulder to run that bush hog, and, I, and it jostles it, and so I, can, I can't do it all day. But, um, you know, I could, I could do the lawnmower for a little while, and then I did the tra- the bush hog for a little while, and then I came back and did the lawnmower for a little while. By that time, I was done for. But, but I was able to get all those things done, and that felt good to be able to get get out and get the bush hog going. And that means we have those areas ready to walk, on right. now. I'll be happy them. about that. <laughs> and we've, I still have a few trails on the west side and the east side is getting pretty bad. I mean, I'll, I'll need to get out and get after yeah. the east side in a big way. Yeah,
1: that's good. And from what your physical therapist tells us, all that motion is not bad for you at all, right? Not it's at healthy. all.
0: It's good to be using my arm and I am required to use my arm. Um, and I'm I'm big on noticing and celebrating new tricks I can do. And one of my newest tricks is that I can engage the power takeoff on the tractor using only my left arm. I'm real proud of that. That is so, great. And you we'll found out at, at
1: PT the other day that you actually have more grip strength than you've had in Atlanta. I have, yeah. yeah that so.
0: feels good. Yeah. Um, we had a nice event that uh, we let slip last week. We didn't talk That's about right. the fact that... Um, we are both advanced master gardeners now.
1: Congratulations, Lee.
0: Congratulations, Amanda.
1: We are. Um, we worked for about a year on our advanced master gardener certification, each of us, you in um, home-scale fruit and nut production. And for me, or organic, I left out a very important word there, organic home-scale fruit and nut production. And for me, it was organic vegetable production. So, those are our specialty areas now within Master Gardener. And uh, we just have lots of hope for the future of being able to use that, put it to use, especially not only to help our own growing, but to share the knowledge with others.
0: Exactly. And we had a good time learning what we needed to do in order to um, achieve that designation. It worked out well, and um, it was a thoroughly positive experience. Thank you to Mallory Kelly, our extension Absolutely. agent, for encouraging us. She's for- been so
1: supportive. We could not have done it without her. So yeah. um, w- kudos to you, Mallory. And we should mention while we're at it that in the same um, event or ceremony when we were awarded our Master Gardener certification, um, we had 21 new Master Gardeners certified um as part of the central Alabama and
0: isn't it um, wonderful to be able to bring some new master gardeners Uh, on and
1: yes it's and they are
0: a fine group they They work hard they're nice folks they are smart and so it's um it's going to be fun watching them take over and uh, contribute to the organization and
1: a lot of them already are going to be in leadership positions next year so um it's really exciting to see that and to see um The master gardener group in our area growing and certainly if you're listening and you're you're at all interested in um learning to certainly better growing practices and gardening practices but also a way to serve your community and be a liaison between extension and the public then i i encourage you to sign up to become a master gardener okay well we've run out of time today but we wish you a happy labor day and uh, we look forward to catching up with you next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at
0: 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to
1: learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.